New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. Hello again, dear ones. Rev Briz with you over here. Rev Z right here. And this is Ministers Talking Shit, which means it's Friday morning on the mountain time. It's 7 a.m. on the mountain time zone. Uh, I am on the mountain time zone, but I'm nowhere near Colorado. <laughs> so I'm coming to you from the beautiful shores of Lake Chapala, Mexico, uh, where I am attending the Convention of the Amer Americas. Uh, a fabulous bilingual global retreat, international retreat, uh, and uh, and I'm really grateful they've got good enough internet that we can be here together, Z. So good to see you, my brother. Glad to be here. I wish I was there with you. I um, I hear all the birds in the background. I'm thinking, wow, that must be uh, nice and tranquil right there, right now. It is, and uh, the ground has peacocks wandering around. So. Uh, there's a couple of albino peacocks as well. Well, I don't know if they're albinos or if they're just white. If that's just their, right. their, their uh, genetic makeup. But uh, a couple of white peacocks and a handful of uh, uh, traditional colored peacocks, let's say. So uh, you kind of get, to, if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you get caught in a traffic jam behind the peacocks. <laughs> it's, but it wow. is a gorgeous place. <laughs> um, and... Uh, you know, I would encourage anyone uh, that may be interested to, uh, to consider joining us here next year. We'll be, New Thought Media Network will be here again next year, uh, providing video support and production support. And we would encourage you to consider joining us next year, uh, first week in August. And uh, it's a beautiful location. And here's more important, a great group of people that are on fire for New Thought that are just lit up and ready to take new thought into the streets uh, of Latin America. Uh, so it is a really cool event. Wow, we'll that's, great to we'll hear. To, wow that's great to hear. We're setting the intention you're coming with us next year, Z. Yeah, uh, get me those yeah, dates as uh, soon as you can. I'm going to put them on my calendar right away. Exactly. Speaking of dates, uh, it would seem our ex-president has had another date uh, with the justice system. And uh, if you haven't heard this, I mean, it's been the biggest story of the week, all week long. Uh, failed, failed former president, I like that name, failed former president Donald Trump was indicted on more charges this past week uh, related, to, uh, related to January 6th. 
which I think it is really an important part. I got a white peacock stalking me at the moment, coming right at me from my right hand side. So if I have to jump off camera and shoo him away, you'll know what's going on. But um, but I would love to hear. So what were your thoughts when you first heard this news? But I, to me, the most surprising thing was that he's still leading in the poll by a large margin. Yeah. And, you know, so now he has, what, three indictments. They're looking for the one in Georgia to happen pretty soon. And... You know, I can't believe the American people are 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 the Republican Party of the American people are saying, yeah, regardless of whatever you did, whatever you're charged with, we're behind you. And and those charges are just, you know, uh, are, are not counting the civil charges. Put it that way. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, that's what hits me too. Is is there no one in the Republican Party with enough of a spine to stand up um, and challenge this man? And I don't count Ron DeSantis as having a spine. So, um, you know, that's another corollary story. The, co the college board um, organization has advised Florida not to offer AP psychology because it teaches of, about sexuality and gender roles wow so the kids in florida can't learn psychology can't learn advanced placement psychology because it in, it talks about gender and sexuality so and that's all ron DeSantis's work so i don't qualify him as a viable candidate and i think that's part of the problem nobody's really willing to stand up yeah. um maybe chris christie yeah. yeah, I've kind of gained a new respect for Chris Christie right recently. Um, not a lot, but a little bit at least, uh, because he's at least standing up and saying, "Hey, this, none of this isn't how it's supposed to work, folks." No, no, no. And I'm waiting to see the first real debate among the among the Republican candidates when some of this fodder gets separated. Uh, to see what the what the content is like i think it's going to be a lot of no i didn't <laughs> no i didn't no i didn't no i didn't <laughs> i mean i can see the whole thing if trump is there they're just bringing up all these charges right yeah and Pence the other day went straight at him said you know he had these finest lawyers or some word he used and I was like, oh, this is about to get down and dirty right here. <laughs> yep. Dear Linda's with us this morning. Good Linda. Good morning, Linda. Uh, she's saying his high polling numbers seem to confirm the cult label of his dedicated followers. Um, yeah, I would absolutely agree. I think the whole um, MAGA universe has become nothing more than a cult. I think that's a great yeah. word for it. Yeah. And, so, yeah. and sooner or later, Trump's going to convince him to drink Kool-Aid. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, speaking of DeSantis, just on a quick side note, 
I just read this article where he, one of the uh, board of trustees, I think it is, that he put on the Disney uh, board, I guess it is, taught a class or a workshop in 2021 saying that whites were slaves in America and tried to refer to Irish Americans as being slaves when they came to America. <laughs> So the, in, in addition to the psychology class going away in Florida, they've already banned certain African-American subjects, African-American history subjects, and now they're going to supplant it with white slavery uh, that was going there, not the traditional white slavery, but that white people were slaves. Right. And, you know, when are we going to wake up and, and realize these people are creating a whole new worldview that's going to tilt everything yeah well and it, and it seems like again i think we've said this before they want to revert back they yeah. want to start running the clocks backwards and deconstructing everything that we've accomplished in in the way of civil rights in the way of racial rights in the way of equity um in, in, in human rights in, in human yeah exactly they want to deconstruct <laughs> our human rights and i'm again I, you know being in florida a few weeks back seemed like there are an awful lot of nice people there um but it would also seem there must be an awful lot of cult members there too now yeah um well you know one of the things is there's a big, as we know, there's a big money contingent in Florida, especially in South Florida. Yeah. People that have moved from various parts with lots of money and they're retiring in the sun and 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 they want and they want to keep that money any way possible. So if someone's coming in to support tax and cutting social security and that kind of stuff, they're all for it. Yeah. And I'm going to that place of trust. Yeah. That if we can, that, and we, when I say we, I mean, I mean conscious folk, woke folk, if you will. Um, we've got to be willing to stand up and talk about it and say, this can't, this cannot continue. We have to mobilize the vote. We have to mobilize the vote to, to start to change this belief system. Um, that is so ingrained in I'm right and you're wrong. For the life of me, I cannot believe that the word woke has been weaponized, as they say. <laughs> I know. Well, was woke even a word? I mean, I don't even remember. It's not like I, to me, I felt like it was a slur, not just weaponized, but a because I don't remember liberals, spiritual folk. I don't remember walking around going, I'm woke. I'm woke. I'm woke. It's, it was an immediate attack slur. Yeah. Um, but now you're right. It is being weaponized into, um, and that seems to be, to me, the conservatives are constantly crying that we're, that the left is weaponizing things. Yes. Yeah. When it's the exact opposite. You know, and it just is reminiscent to me of when it got very dicey to use blacks 
they switched the term to urban. Um, so as opposed to saying black inner city youth, they'd say urban youth. Well, most youth in the, in the inner city are black. So when you said urban, the same. So now in some ways they're using wake or woke to, to mean liberal people or, or I'm not sure what all kind of synonyms they're attaching to, to it, but it's, it's crazy. Well, no, and I'm with you, right? Because the ghetto became the inner city and the inner city became urban. Yeah. And so most of the people using those terms are just, it's just a euphemism for the ghetto. Yeah. And, and we all know who lives in the ghetto. Yep. Yeah. Right. Nobody's successful. Nobody with any intelligence, nobody right. with any gumption, nobody with any desire or drive. And my experience is that's the absolute, op again, the absolute opposite of reality. Yes. Um, I, I can't count how many successful people I have met that were born into, um, that were born into poverty, that were born into oppression, that were born into, um, a less, let's call it less than ideal situations. Mm -hmm. um, so we just keep slandering a, a, a generation, a race. Um, and, you know, nobody, again, it, it's all the, I think more than anything, I've met people that have more drive and determination to break out of their conditioning than people of color yeah. and people yeah. that were born into the, into the urban inner cities. Yeah. I mean, and, and of course it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the classic uh, playing field for our, uh, one of our mantras anyway, of change your thinking, change your life. Right. Now, of course we know it takes more than that sometimes, but that's the impetus. You you have to begin to look at something better before you can achieve something better. And everyone there, given the conditions and the policing and, and everything like that, I'm pretty sure most of the people there are saying, I'm not comfortable here and I want to go to something different. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about something different in that same vein because uh, we were sharing before the program here folks uh, late thursday night early friday morning of last week there was a shooting now i know that in itself is not surprising uh however this shooting was right down the road from my house uh at a 7-eleven and the experience the incident involves two men uh, who were shoplifting a 7-eleven and as they came out the door, another group of people tried to stop them and accosted them for shoplifting. And if you haven't heard, retail theft is absolutely rampant at this point. Um, I've actually heard stories of employees that were fired for trying to intervene in shoplifters. So shoplifters are learning they can just walk out of the store with impunity because nobody's going to try to stop them. And so these two men were accosted by a group, another group, because they were shoplifting. They got in a car and they started to drive away. But before they got out of the parking lot, they turned back around and started shooting 
back at the people. So they, it would seem they didn't have a gun with them when they were shoplifting. They had to go to the car and get their gun and decided to shoot back. And you know, 1 a.m., there can't be a an officer everywhere. Right, um, right. Now, the good news is these two men have been apprehended and have been arrested in this incident and are under, I, I, I don't know if they've been, what they may or may not have been charged with at this point. Um, but we've gotten to a point, it seems, where the prevailing belief is I'm going to settle my disputes with a gun. In addition to, you know, they have now organized smash and grab crews that they go into high-end stores, uh, create a little confusion, and then they start smashing windows or just grabbing whole racks of expensive clothes. And I saw this a news article on 60 Minutes where they're not even taking the tags off they're keeping the tags on to show the authenticity of the item and they're selling them online <laughs> yep and i know that uh hardware stores lowe's home depot I mean, places like you know this are getting with, with the whole country because of all this focusing on things that that don't matter we're, we're turning into lord of the flies Yeah. So here's what we can do, folks. We can have a voice. We do have a voice. And I know when I was younger, people would say, you got to vote. Got to call your politicians. And and I always thought, yeah, that ain't going to do a damn thing. They're, gonna, they're in it for the money, too. They're mm -hmm. not going to. But I think we're reaching that point where even our politicians realize they're going to have to do something. Um, they're going to have to do something to change the culture that we live in. And, you know, one of those changes that I see that I think is promising, is very promising, is the movement to raise the minimum wage. Now, in Colorado, where I will be in just a couple days again, I'll be home, in, uh, I'll be home Sunday afternoon. Uh, in Colorado, there was a law passed in 2019 to increase the, the minimum wage uh, consistently. So that means on January 1st, the minimum wage in Colorado goes up to $18.29. Uh, if you're a food service, a tipping food service worker, the minimum wage goes up to 15 and change. Uh, however, if you don't exceed the $18.29 per hour uh, with your tips, your business owner, your employer has to make that up as well. So no matter what you're in, you're making at least $18.29 an hour. And uh, if you're in a tipping position, it, it would most likely be more, even more. And I, so I looked at that and it's like, okay, this is good. This is moving in the right direction. And I, so I did a quick check this morning just to make sure the federal minimum wage is still at seventeen twenty or seven to sorry yeah seven dollars and twenty five cents. You you wanted to say seventeen. Yeah, you wanted to say seventeen because you just couldn't believe it was seven. Exactly, um, <laughs> and and for tipped employees, it's still at two dollars and fifteen cents for 
as at the federal level. So we need, I believe, now is the time more than ever to start a movement to raise the federal minimum. And enough of this, let the states decide. I, now, I understand it's more expensive to live in California than it is Colorado. It's more expensive to live in Colorado than it is, let's say, Arkansas. It's more expensive in New York than it is, and Florida than it is in, in West Virginia and North Carolina. However, if we're going to really have a culture of equality in this country, this is one of those really, e I think, easy places to start is yeah. let's raise the federal minimum wage to $20 an hour and let people have a chance to make a real living. Yeah. If you're making seven and a quarter an hour working at a 7-Eleven, no wonder you're shoplifting and needing to find and, and or selling drugs or selling guns or whatever else. I'm not going to judge you for that if your employer can't offer you a living wage and you live in a state where they are to fit, keep the, the wage the minimum down artificially. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the thing you said at the beginning of this part was we can do something about these kinds of things. And one of those things is we have to become active. I don't care what your active activism is join the uh, school board, uh, volunteer to pick up trash around the park, um, you know, become active in social justice. There's any number of issues that we can become involved in that, that doesn't take a lot of time, that doesn't cost you any money, but the effects on the society and the places we live are enormous. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I want to even go beyond that. Even if it costs you some money, even if it costs you um, some time. I was reminded of a phrase recently um, that when given an opportunity to be, to be generous, take it. Mm -hmm. If you're given an opportunity to be generous in your life, take it. If you're given an opportunity to make a difference, take it. If you're given an opportunity to speak your truth, take it. Yeah. And we have this thing called the internet. We have this, these social media platforms um, where I think more and more folks of faith, more and more folks of belief, more and more new thought folks, if you will, uh, need to stand up and start saying, I don't agree with this. And here's what I want to see different. And here's what I, here's the here's the vision I hold, right? Not just this is wrong and we shouldn't do that. Say that, but then cast that vision. Tell tell your politicians, tell your councilmen, tell your school board, tell your friends. This is the vision I see: a world of equity, a world where a world that works for everyone, a world where borders are irrelevant and people are compensated generously great uh, in great measure for the work we do yeah it's the time now for uh, spiritual leaders and 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 community leaders who aren't active in in 
in the very fabric of our society, now's the time. Because you know, we're pulling on different threads of the of the of the carpet or the quilt, and it's starting to unravel at all ends. And if we don't have someone to 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 point it out, to try to pass it up, or or in some cases get new rugs, we're going to find ourselves in a very short amount of time uh, in in some irreversible kinds of situations. Yeah, and, and so I'm gonna pivot just a little bit um, because the truth is if we don't start acting now, there may not be a culture in 20 years. It may be worse than Lord of the Flies. Mm -hmm. And if we don't start acting now and getting together now, it may be too late climate wise. Uh, I don't know if you saw this one this week, Ski areas in Argentina have had to close because they're receiving too much rain. Wow. Because the temperature is too high. It is like, uh, it, they've recorded 100 degree temperatures throughout most of South America this past week. And remember, in South America, it's the middle of the winter. And they're recording 100 degree temperatures. I saw our friend Tracy Brown made a post that uh, where she lives outside of Dallas, it was 100 degrees at midnight the, the other morning. So um, I don't want to imagine what it got up to during the day if it was still 100, it, it, 100 degrees at midnight. Yeah. yeah. And South America seeing unable to maintain a snowpack. Um, we got in a lot of ways, we got bigger problems than just who's, who's ripping off who, you know, who's stealing from who those are the effects, the yeah. gun problems are the effects we have, we have neglected to act as a global family. I believe we've neglected to act as a global culture and, um, we may, we may be driving ourselves to extinction here. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we're, we're not here to spread gloom and doom, but we're, we're, we're trying to ring the alarm bell because you just made me think about another story I just saw in terms of in relationship with the heat, right? So because the, the, the heat is pervasive everywhere, food production is suffering. Yeah. And over in the Ukraine, the, the, the Russians have now reinforced their embargo. So now grain won't get out the way it was now that they start going across border with this war. So imagine where food prices and food production is going to go. That's number one. Then you're going to have food uh, harvesting workers lose their jobs and people on the shipping docks lose their jobs. And so now that's going to put more pressure on the system, which is going to require more money to be paid because people are not going to be making the wage, but they're going to be less. I mean, it's going to be this uh, conglomerate of confusion if we can't begin to see how 
we live in a systemic world. We always say that we live in a world of oneness where everything is connected. Yes. And you can't pull one string without affecting another string. And it's showing itself very clearly right now. Well, and you were sharing a story in the pre-show, before the show with me uh, about alfalfa and Arizona and Saudi Arabia, which just blew my mind because does Arizona have extra water? I don't know. <laughs> Share that one with us a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there was a story. You know, they start off, they show this uh, farmer with his well tapped, no water, his land is dry. I mean, Arizona desert dry. You look across the field and there's this massive green that's taking the water. And it's an alfalfa field that's owned by a, a, a foreign entity and somewhere in Saudi Arabia that, that's growing alfalfa because it's illegal to grow alfalfa in Saudi Arabia because of the water it takes. And then they take that alfalfa and ship it back to Saudi Arabia to feed the cows. And somebody, said, and somebody said, yeah, I'll sell you my land because it makes me money. Not looking at the system, not looking at, at, at what this means for future generations. Mm -hmm. And um, now again, folks, the beauty about the, the good news in all of this is that you do have the power to make these changes. If our, I fully believe that if our elected officials hear from us, and they hear from us again and again and again. So if you're in Arizona or you know somebody in Arizona, call your legislators, ask them to investigate this, ask them to look into this, ask them to raise the federal minimum wage, ask them to get on board with we humanity has the power to create anything. But I, I'm a little concerned that we're falling into too much complacency. Mm -hmm. And, oh, that'll never happen in my lifetime. Ah, that'll ha that won't happen. That'll happen. That's four or five generations down the road. Well, guess what, folks? Those four or five generations down the road are still your family. They're your kids, kids, kids. Let's get it right. Your grand, your great grandkids, your great great grandkids. You might not be around, but they will. And they're gonna they're gonna be forced to live in a dystopian world if we don't get on the ball right now. You you know, and they have the they have this saying where where either life imitates art or art imitates life, right? You know, and and when we look at all the dystopia type of movies and series that are being you know shown all over the globe. It's like they're preparing people for an inevitable situation that they already know we're headed to. And so we, we, have, we, to, we have the power to change it. So we need to get some people inside Hollywood making movies about a vision of a world that does work. Yes. A, fu a future of love and a future of equality and a future of plenty and a future of prosperity and abundance. And, and yes, um, Interesting. Because have you uh, have you seen either of the uh, the Oppenheimer or the Barbie movies yet? Not yet. Right. I, I find it interesting that the two biggest movies 
are a biopic of someone who created the most destructive weapon on the planet and an overly simplified, idyllic version of, of what life might be. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, um, and it's right there in front of us. Yeah. Do we want the Barbie and Ken or do we want nuclear annihilation? <laughs> And and I haven't seen either one. I've only seen clips. I, I I'm curious to see how people of color are represented in both of those movies because I know for a fact on the Oppenheimer thing, there were black scientists who worked who were recruited out there to work on that project. Don't know if they saw about them, and they, from what I understand, they had some meaningful roles. And I have no idea what Barbie. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't remember if Barbie or Ken had any black friends or not. <laughs> well, they, they came up with the black, they had a black Barbie. Yes. I don't remember if they had a black Ken, though. That's interesting. Um, but, you know, you begin to, you continue to promote these images of the world that are not inclusive when things start happening, people don't really pay attention. Right. We're going to look that up. Yeah. Well, and, and while you look that up, we want to give a, 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 a shout out to the U.S. women's soccer team who made it to the round of 16 starting this weekend. I think they're playing Sweden. Uh, and, and I bring that up for a moment of celebration of, of, of what it means to have a team and a team of women in this case, obviously. They are vying for their third straight World Cup win. Yes. Something that has not been done in the men's league for sure. And I don't and, and a lot of other leagues. Right. Yes. Go women. Women soccer players. Okay, here it is. Um, there was a black Barbie. It was introduced uh, in 1959. Interestingly enough, there was not a black Ken doll until 1982. Ooh, she was lonely. <laughs> exactly. So, and it was called Sensational Malibu Ken doll. The first African-American Ken doll was introduced with a rooted Afro's hairstyle. In 59? In, in 82 for Ken. Oh, in 82 for Ken. In 59, the first Barbie sold in, um, in 19... Uh, the first Barbie was... Sorry. Um, all right. Sorry. I, I mis, misread this. The first black uh, Barbie was in 1980. 1980. So she only had to wait a couple years for her man to show up. But, <laughs> uh, and her name was Christy. So it wasn't Barbie. It was Christy. Christy was... Um, uh, was the first... Mattel's first black... Uh, Barbie style doll, let's say. Wow. So it took 20 years basically from the inception of the Barbie in 59. Yep. To a, to a, now I wonder if they had, they had a Hispanic Barbie or Asian Barbie or, you know. You know, I have to, I would, um, have this research on that, right? We'll find out here real quick. I've been, just um there are 
for Mattel released the Barbie for President in 2012 doll collection. The collection explicitly labels the four variations of the doll as Caucasian, African American, Asian, and Hispanic. Okay. So um, now. 2012, you said? Yeah. That took a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see if there's any uh, any. Uh, well, okay, in 1980, they released their first Asian version, uh, Asian Barbie. Um, and it looks like at that same time, uh, and so somewhere around the early 80s, uh, they expanded into more ethnicities. Um, so we'll give Mattel some credit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it's taken, it took them enough time, that's for sure. Um, so I'm not sure how we ended up on the Barbie movie, but it seems like this month every but everything ends up on the Barbie movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's making tons of money. And based on the reviews, my wife Laura and I we're, we're looking at going to see it next week just because I want to see which side the who's telling me the truth. <laughs> which side's telling me the truth? Yeah. So, well, but it, but it fits in line with imagery that is being used to plant ideas and images if you will in the populist psyche right and so like you said we 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 need some some actors and some writers and directors and producers to start producing uh programs and movies that are inspiring of how we help one another, how we uplift one another, how we represent and respect a, a power greater than ourselves that allows us to move in this world and do good. Yes. And I have heard that there is that there is some of that inside the Barbie movie, if you watch. My kids have seen it and said it was a, a, a great expression of uh, pink feminism. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we'll have to be seeing that. And we'll give a quick shout out. Good morning, Shay. Um, trust that you won't have to might wait mu that much longer for your Ken to show up. Glad you're with us. Uh, Brother Wayne, glad you're here as well this morning. Good to see you. Uh, we said hello to Linda a little bit earlier. So we're going to get out of here, folks. We, uh, we both have a very full day. I'm sure you do as well. It's a beautiful Friday. And uh, as we always do here on New Thought Media Network, we got a full day of programming, so be sure to check it out. Uh, up next is Be Your Own Hero with Seku Writes, our morning prayer at 8.15, Rev Melissa with the morning sip at 8.30, 9 o'clock. It's Emma Moreno, who is here with us in Chapala. I've been hanging out with Emma all week. Uh, she starts at 9 with Spanish language programming. 9.30 is our Spanish language prayers. 10 o'clock, Practicing Infinite Possibilities with Lindsay Leinbach. 1 o'clock, Reverend Barbara Schreiner Trudell with The Joy Show. And Reverend Rev Barbara will be sitting in for me this evening on The Good News at 5 o'clock. So tune in for that. Pastor Michael with the Fireside Chat at 6, where he looks at more of the uh, news and topics of the day. And then our evening prayers at 8.15. So it's a full day here on New Thought Media Network. We hope you'll join us and share with your friends let them know what we're doing be a part of this amazing community um and you know again we never say we're going to solve all the problems or provide all the answers uh but there is no substitute for standing up and speaking our truth 
And that's what we encourage you to do today and every day is uh, feel free to speak truth to the powers that be and let them know what you see as, the, as where, we, uh, where we're headed in the world and as a culture and as humanity. So, yeah. Z, any final thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Uh, get active. You know, we, we, you know, the, the lawn doesn't cut itself. Somebody got to get out there and push them more. Um, so, so, you know, we, we need to get active and if we want to see some of these things take place. <laughs> Do me a favor, say, call my kids and tell them that they got to get out there and push the mower before I get home. <laughs> so. All right, folks, we're done for the day. Thanks for being with us. Until next time, we wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our sh** with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.